And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order, you know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. Eagle Whistler. self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present the conclusion to Duffy's Tavern with guests Joan Davis and Dinah Shore. Then John Daner stars as Paladin, Soldier of Fortune, on a Western adventure of Have Gun, Will Travel. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Not too much. What's up, Carl? I don't know. What's I up with you? I don't know. How was your week? It was a, it was a good week. It was Did a busy week. Did you feed your kids at all? Not too much. No, she doesn't really feed her but kids. But she feeds yeah. the dog. Yeah. Oh, yes. She takes care of that He's little Simba. He's my number one. Oh, yeah. Well, last time we tuned in to a comedy adventure of Duffy's Tavern with two very special guests, Joan Davis and Dinah Shore. And you were saying you remember watching Dinah Shore on television. Dinah Shore she had a talk show. show. Yeah, she I had her own talk show. I remember watching her talk Probably show. in the late 60s. I was going to say, I must have been a little kid, but yeah. I liked her even then. Oh, she was great. Remember, she was dating Burt Reynolds for yes. a while. She was uh, older than Burt Reynolds. I thought she was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful woman. Very, very, and very smart. Yep. And she started in radio and, you know, doing... And she was a yeah, guest. Yeah, so. and so here, here you go. We have her on this 1943 episode of Duffy's Tavern. Let's tune into the conclusion now of Duffy's Tavern. Archie. Oh, yes, Miss Duffy. Uh, do you think the dinosaur sings better than me? Miss Duffy, she sings better than you with both vocal cords tied behind her back. If you think Dinah sings better than me, why don't you go to work for her father? Her father ain't got a diner. <laughs> Now, please, Miss Duffy, leave me alone, will you? Miss Archie, Miss Archie. What's the matter, Eddie? Now, something terrible has happened. What? Somebody won on the pinball machine. <laughs> Holy cat, who was it? Mr. Moriarty. What was the score? Four million, three million, seven hundred and fifty thousand. Did the blue lights go on? Yeah. The red lights? Yeah. The bell ring? Yeah. American flag come in? Yeah. Looks like he made it, all right. Well, look here. What do we do? Well, what else can we do? I'll go over and pay him his nickel. <laughs> yeah, better go and check up on, mach- on that machine. You know, it's the second time it's been hit this year. I'll be right back, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, uh, what do you think of dinosaur singing? Mighty fine. What do you think of my singing? Mighty fine. Well, who do you think is better? Mighty fine. Leave us, patient. We're in... I should have wrote it in a lower octave there. <laughs> Leave... No, the first one was right, huh? Leave us, patient. There's a lady over there looking for a packet. Where? Eddie, that ain't no lady. That's Joan Davis. <laughs> Uh, 
Miss Davis, I understand you're looking for a package? Oh, well, yes, I am. <laughs> Say, you're pretty cute. Blue eyes, curly hair, and where'd you get them muscles? Where did you get yours? I asked you first. Hmm. Uh, about this package. Oh, uh, yes, uh, it's very important. Oh, uh, what's in it? I don't know. Who gave it to you? I'm not sure. Well, what does it look like? I don't know. Now we're really getting somewhere. <laughs> you are sure that it is a package? Oh, yes, it's a very important package. Well, why is it important? I don't know. <laughs> I bet you I know what's in a package. What? A straitjacket. <laughs> oh, no, I got one of those. <laughs> oh, well, wear it in good health. Well, thank you. Uh, say, uh, by the way, uh, what are you doing later? How would you like to take me home? I thought you came here looking for a package. Well, I haven't found it yet, and why should I go home empty-handed? Well, Miss Davis, exclude me out. <laughs> I ain't no package. Well, you could be if you were tied together better. Hi, Art. Who's the cute thing? Uh, hey, lady, you're pretty. Brother, you're crazy. Yeah, could be. Okay, Miss Davis, well, look for your package now. In the meantime, why don't you go in that booth over there and sit down, huh? Well, I don't want to sit all alone. What do you mean, all alone? There's seven sailors in that booth. For me, that's alone. <laughs> Why don't you come back tomorrow and look for this package, huh? Oh, I can't tomorrow. I'm looking for it on Eddie Cantor's program. Oh, well, then there's only one other way out. What's that? The back door. Come on, Davis. <clears throat> right back, Eddie. Boy, this place is so full of radio stars that John is really jumping tonight. What do you mean, Eddie? Well, there goes Davis through the old back door and in through the front comes Dinosaur. <laughs> Sure. Welcome to Duffy's, Miss Shore. Thank you, but it's uh, Mrs. Montgomery, if you please. Oh, yeah, you just got married. Uh-huh. Likewise, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you be back in a minute, Dinah? And uh, guess what? He don't know you're married. Well, that's funny. It was in most of the papers. Was it printed in the racing results? <laughs> Who do you think I married, Bing Crosby? <laughs> Anyways, tell me, Dinah, does it bother you being married to a movie actor? What do you mean? Well, being a movie actor, your husband has kissed so many other women before you. Miss Duffy, uh, maneuvers have never spoiled a battle. <laughs> Miss Duffy, have you ever thought about getting married? Ever since the age of nine. <laughs> That I haven't had chances. Oh, goodness. The brilliant, talented men I could have had. Battleship painters. Vacuum cleaner salesmen. Wealthy sand hogs. But I just couldn't give up my career. What is your career? I sing. Oh. Well, it was very courageous of you to give up all those men for your singing They insisted on it 
You see, uh, my singing teacher... Oh, who is your singing teacher? Yasha Panyaslavnik. Gesundheit. Thank you. Hello, Dinah. Oh, hello, Artie. Well, Dinah, glad to see you again. What's new? New? Well, I've got myself a new roommate. Oh, that's fine. Nice? <laughs> Lovely. Oh, that's fine. Nice. The girl has a nice roommate, you know. Wearing each other's clothes. <laughs> taking turns making the beds. Going Dutch on the rent. Smoking each other's pipes. Hmm. Must be very good tobacco. You ain't looked lovelier in a long time. Uh, you see, my song, on the other hand, is written in... Uh, Your song? You seem astounded. <laughs> of course, my song. Well, I had no idea you were so musical, Archie. Musical? Mercy me. <laughs> I played the piano when I was three years old. Three years old? It was a little piano. What they call a pianissimo. <laughs> so you were a child progeny, huh? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it was a curse, you know. Day after day, my father used to say to me, Archie, why don't you go out and play baseball with the other boys, you know? And I'd say, no, Dad, I have to go upstairs and practice me chamber music. Uh. <laughs> Day and night I practiced until, uh, finally they sent me to the observatory. Archie, Archie, which keeper did you study under? Uh, they call them maestros. Oh. Yeah. It's a very conservatory observatory. Uh, anyways, that's where I studied the old masters, you know. I loved them. Chachikovich. And, uh, Debussy, uh, Pukini, Batch, uh, Tchaikovsky. Archie, that's Tchaikovsky. So I mispronounced one of them. Uh, yeah, and that diner is the background that produced this. Oh, is this a song? Mm. Let's see. Leave us face it, we're in love. Lyrics, words, and malady by Archie. You wrote the words, too. Well, the words is easy. All you gotta do is make them rhyme, you know. It's a knack. Uh, say something, anything. Radiator. Hot tomato. You're fantastic. Gastric. <laughs> Go ahead, hit me again. Sweet Lilani. Hot pastrami. <laughs> Donna Majors. <laughs> well, Eddie, I got Dinah over there in the corner looking over me song. Yeah, well, I suppose she don't like it. If she don't like it, then, uh, like I said before, I'll call on me personal magnetism. No, uh, th th this Miss Shaw, maybe she's uh, married or something. Don't be silly. How can she be married? I ain't even asked her yet. <laughs> You lay me handless, Eddie. Oh, uh, <clears throat> Dinah. Oh, yes, Archie. Uh, Dinah, did you look over the song? Yes. You carried away with emotion, huh? Yes, the kind of emotion I feel on the ocean. <laughs> well, okay. Dinah, dear, uh, look at me. There's no magnetism coming up on the outside. <laughs> Look, Dinah, don't sing this song for just plain Archie. 
But for the Archie whose feet you have swept off. <laughs> Dinah, here you are living alone with your roommate. An empty life. Well, with me... Uh, just a second, Archie. Is this a proposal? It could be construed. <laughs> My roommate would pin back your ears. Listen, the dame don't live that I can't lick. <laughs> Come on, Dinah, sing it, huh? Archie, I'm afraid I don't know it. Archie, I can't sing it. You see, uh, it's, it's not in the right... Uh, I, 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 well, but... uh, don't sing it then. <laughs> well, Dinah, why do you think it over? You know, uh, take it home and uh, show it to your roommate. He won't like it. He. <laughs> you mean that... Uh... Archie, I am Mrs. George Montgomery. How do you do, Mrs. Montgomery? Excuse me. Hello? The package? Oh, hello, Joan. Listen, Joan, uh, how would you like to sing a song of mine? What? What am I doing Wednesday night? Nothing. Brother, what you gotta do to get a song plugged? <laughs> what? The, how does it go? Well, it's... Uh, leave us no longer pretend. <clears throat> I better whistle it. And that's Doffy's Tavern from December 14, 1943, starring Ed Archie Gardner with special guests Dinah Shore and Joan Davis. In the cast, Eddie Green, Charlie Cantor, and Florence Hallop. Florence Hallop played Miss Duffy on that, is heard on the Armed Forces Radio Service. Hope you enjoyed Duffy's Tavern. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's Have Gone, Will Travel. Stick around. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, the... Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly. What day is this? Oh, no, let me see. This, dearie, is our 15th wedding anniversary. And many more. As a thank you for listening to this show, we want to give you 10 of the best classic radio shows of all time absolutely free. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com to get them today. You'll receive complete episodes of Sam Spade, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Suspense, Abbott and Costello, Inner Sanctum, X-1, Gunsmoke, Our Miss Brooks, and Lights Out. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com. Com and receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360radio.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back to the show. It's time for Have Gun, Will Travel. It began, Lisa, as a television show in 1957, then spawned a successful radio version in 1958. The series followed the adventures of Paladin, a gentleman gunfighter played on TV by Richard Boone and on radio by John Daner. Paladin preferred to settle problems without violence, yet when forced to fight, he excelled. Paladin lived in the swank Hotel Carlton in San Francisco, where he dressed in formal attire, ate gourmet food, and frequented the opera. But when working, he dressed all in black, carried a derringer under his belt, used calling cards with a chestnut emblem, and wore a Western-style black gun belt and the same chestnut symbol attached to the holster. The knight symbol referred to his occupation as a champion for hire. 
Paladin charged steep fees for his services, and he was well worth the price. His primary weapon was a custom-made 45 caliber Colt single-action army revolver, and he used it with deadly accuracy. Have Gun Will Travel was a fan favorite, seen until 1963, and heard on radio until 1960. Got a great episode for you now, going back to 1959, March 1st to be exact. It's called Hey Boys Revenge. It stars John Daner as Paladin on part one of Have Gun, Will Travel. An immigrant worker is crushed beneath thousands of pounds of railroad ties. You call it an accident. I say it was murder. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875. The Carlton Hotel. Headquarters of a man called Paladin. Oh, Mr. Paladin, glad to have you back. Thank you. My key, please. Of course. It's been quite a while since we've seen you about... uh... Three weeks, I dare say. About that. And my mail, please. Of course. I don't believe I remember you being away for this long at any one time. He was, sir. It must have been quite an extensive trip. Yes, it was. Would you have Hey Boy bring my bags up? Oh, uh, uh, Hey Boy is no longer with us, but I'll see... Hey Boy you... is no longer here. Uh, that's right. His employment terminated, um, well, a week ago today, as a matter of fact. Terminated? Why? I don't know, sir. Did he get another job somewhere? I don't really know. Well, he must have given an excuse for leaving. The Carlton automatically gave him a release when he didn't show up for three consecutive days. Did it ever occur to the Carlton that he might be ill? Well, after all, it isn't our responsibility. Has anyone seen him? Really, Mr. Paladin, it isn't that important. These people are very easily replaced. I assure you the Carlton will continue to give you the same excellent service that we've all... I've just had an example of your excellent service. Hey, boy didn't leave a message for me with anyone at the hotel. And it was unlikely that he would quit his job without an explanation unless something was wrong. I didn't know where Hey, boy lived, but I remembered that he had an uncle who ran a curio shop I had patronized in the past. San Francisco was heavy with fog when I arrived in Chinatown for a visit with Mr. Chung, the owner of Mandarin Galleries. Welcome to the Mandarin. Good afternoon, Mr. Chung. Ah, uh, Mr. Paladin, I did not recognize you at first. I trust each dawn has brought you a day of success. And each dusk, a night of contentment. Your visit is most fortuitous. Only yesterday, I received several new pieces from Canton. I am sure they will be of great interest to you. Mm, beautiful workmanship. The case is teakwood, isn't it? Yes, and the chessmen are of ivory. Oh, exquisite. Exquisite. But right now, Mr. Chung, I'm afraid all I want is some information. I hope I may be of service. I'm looking for a hay boy, um, Kim Chang. I have not seen my nephew, Kim Chang, for several days. Mr. Chung, hay boy is a friend of mine. Is he in any kind of trouble? He spoke to you, perhaps, of his brother, Kim Sung. 
Yes, he did mention that his brother was coming to the United States. His passage and entry permit was arranged by a railroad company. And I suppose Kim Sung signed a contract to repay the railroad by working for them on a construction crew. Many of our people have come here this way. Uh-huh. Mr. Paradin, I have in my pocket two letters. Kim Chang, whom you call Hey Boy, left them with me for safekeeping. The first one is from his brother. If you would like, I will translate it for you. Yeah, please. The first part is of no importance. But this... The headman, Travis, cheats us of our wages, gives us less food than is our right. Because we are Chinese, he thinks we will do nothing. Last night, when I spoke to him in protest, I was beaten. I am afraid now to stay here. I am afraid Travis will kill me as a lesson to the others. Please, my brother, you must help me. That is all. May I see the letter? It is in China. No, I just want to see the postmark. Coldwater, Utah. Is this where Hey Boy's gone? He left ten days ago when he received this other letter from the railroad company. You may read it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Under the circumstances, Mr. Paladin... I am surprised the letter would include regrets. Ah, uh, uh, signed, Maury Travis, section superintendent. He doesn't explain the accident or even tell where Kim Sung is buried. Why did Hey Boy go to Coldwater alone, Mr. Chung? When it is hurt, even the most gentle kitten will have the fury of a tiger. But still only the strength of a kitten. May I keep these letters for a while? There's something you can do to help him, Mr. Paladin. I can try to keep Hey Boy alive, Mr. Chung. That's the first portion of Have Gone Will Travel with Hey Boy's Revenge. We'll have more after these words. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Lisa, I want to remind all of our listeners that we have a podcast for this show. So if you miss any of the hours each week here on Hollywood 360, just go to Hollywood360radio.com. Our show is podcast on our website. We have the current podcast up every single week. And we also add a bonus hour of classic radio that we don't air. So you'll get a little a little special treat when you tune in our podcast. Just go to Hollywood360radio.com. All right, it's time now for the conclusion to Hey Boy's Revenge, starring John Daner as Paladin on Have Gun, Will Travel. Four days' ride from San Francisco brought me to a tiny settlement on a huge plateau, shadowed by a crouching mountain peak. The railroad superintendent's office, Coldwater Division, was a small frame shack with a porch some three steps above a dirt road. Looking for somebody? Mr. Travis. You found him. Come on in. Uh-huh. 
Getting chilly, ain't it? Yeah, it is. Always does this time of the afternoon. What can I do for you? My card. Uh, have gun, will travel, wire, paladin, San Francisco? What's all that mean? I don't understand. You're a target, Mr. Travis. Oh? Someone intends to kill you. I'm offering my services as a bodyguard. Why would anyone want to kill me? We all have enemies, some we're not aware of. I'm sure you're no exception. Well? You remember a Chinese boy by the name of Kim Sung who was killed in an accident here not long ago? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I have a letter here that claims it was not an accident. Well, let me see that. Ah, this could be a Chinese laundry ticket for all I know. I assure you it is not. I'll take that back if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Sure. Now, this letter was sent to the dead man's brother and claims that it was not an accident. Now the brother wants revenge. His brother, Kim Chang, a little fella? That's right. Well, I got news for you, Paladin. I don't need to hire a gun to protect me against a coolie. I've already met up with that little China boy, and I'm still alive and kicking. And the China boy? He's in jail. A crazy fool came at me with a knife. If the sheriff hadn't stuck his nose in, he'd be in his grave. I'm sorry I bothered you, Mr. Travis. Doctor, will you psychoanalyze me? Uh, Well, what seems to be the problem? I'm a germ. A bathroom germ. And they're the most unwanted kind, you know. Spread disease and cause bathroom odors. Go on. Well, my mother and father abandoned me at a very early age. Oh? Yes, you see, even germs hate germs. Everybody hates germs. Look at all the women who put Lysol in their suds every week when they clean their bathrooms. I know. They know Lysol is murder for bathroom germs. Disinfects from one cleaning to the next as nothing else can. Uh Uh-huh. And my landlady just got some new pine-scented Lysol. So you see, Doctor, I'm getting a very bad inferiority complex. A doctor? Where are you going? To see a psychiatrist. But why? Who ever heard of a germ talking? Use Lysol brand disinfectant, the modern easy way to get bathrooms really clean every week. Regular or the new pine-scented for as little as 29 cents. After convincing the sheriff that I was a friend of his only prisoner, he led me back to a cell where Hayboy was lying on a mattress on the floor, apparently asleep. The sheriff said he was weak because he refused to eat and that he had gotten the bruises on his face and arms in the fight with Travis. At my request, he left me alone with Hayboy. All right, Paladin, but I'll have to lock you in. All right. Hey, boy. Where are my cigars? My newspapers. Oh, oh, Mr. Paladin. <laughs> Hello, hey, boy. Ah, Mr. Paladin, it is much surprised to see you here. Yeah, they're a long way from San Francisco. Oh, yes, uh, many miles of sorrow. I know. Oh. Mr. Chung told me about your brother. We were to be together again after all these years. Now my brother is dead and the man who killed him lives and goes unpunished. This is not right. Keep your voice down. We don't know who can hear us. Yes, sir. Now, hey, boy. Are you sure that it was not an accident? 
Oh, yes, I'm sure. Travis struck my brother with a club, and then he made it appear an accident. He threw a load of timbers off a flat car onto his body, and two of the men who worked with Kim Sung saw it happen. Why didn't they tell the sheriff? With two witnesses, Travis could be brought to trial. Oh, who would take the word of Chinese against a white? Somehow, his punishment will come at my hands. Ah, it won't work. Even if he doesn't kill you, if you should kill him, you'd be arrested for murder. Why, either way, it's something I must do. Ah, uh, Mr. Paladin, you come to take me out of jail? Uh, I'm afraid I can't do that until we clear the charges against you. Hey, boy, tell me the names of the two men who witnessed your brother's murder. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I took oath to never repeat their names. It is for their protection. Please understand, I cannot break my pledge. Not even to you. Yeah, I understand, hey, boy. But I will tell you, they work in a crew under a man named Brady. Yeah, I saw Brady this afternoon. Oh, yes, he a mean. Very strong. He like a bull. He helped Travis throw the railroad ties on my brother's body. Hmm. Hey, boy, I'm going to tell the sheriff to fix you some supper, and you eat it. Oh, he saw me, Sir Paladin. I eat it. Good. I'll be back to see you in the morning. Brady's labor crew was huddled on the ground around a battered kettle that bubbled over a small fire, eating a watery stew out of tin plates. They hardly looked up as I approached. When of you speak English? Somebody must understand. Well, I'm sure you all remember Kim Sung. Now, two of you saw what really happened to him. Two of you know his death was not an accident. Two of you can put Maury Travis in jail. Well... Is this the stuff you eat? Seems you like slop. It seems you don't mind living in filth like slaves. You'll watch one of your brothers die and then lick the boots of the man who killed him. No! Ah, so. Someone does understand. All right, you little monkeys. On your feet. Time to... Who are you? What are you doing here? Talking to some of my friends. Your friends? Clear out. Not until I'm ready. I said get out of here. Put that axe down. I'll go when I'm ready. Now I said... You're good with that axe. But not good enough. I don't know who you are, but I'm going to tear your head off. Now, if any of you men have anything to say, speak up now. I want to help you. Which of you spoke up before Brady came in? All right. If you change your mind, I'll be with Travis. Why is it that they can't stay married in Hollywood? Now, for the first time, March McCall's charts 25 years of the movie capital's mixed-up marriages. 
reports the reasons that more than 200 Hollywood stars give for their own divorces. It's more fantastic than any movie fiction. Don't miss the feature entitled The Disgrace of Hollywood in March McCall's. Also, you'll find lots of interesting, helpful ideas for you and your family in this big new issue of McCall's. Learn how you can earn an extra $1,000 this year by just a few hours' work each week. Also, discover how you can get your husband to talk frankly about the most intimate and important problems in your married life. Read My Husband Won't Talk About Money or the Children in the new March issue of McCall's. It's on all newsstands now, and it's loaded with exciting features, more than 40 in all. Get your March issue of McCall's today. Two of the immigrants could step forward and free Hayboy, but they were afraid. Afraid of the foreman Brady and his boss, Maury Travis. Men died quickly and quietly on the Coldwater Railroad Division. I went to Travis's office, but he wasn't there. I decided to wait. After three hands of solitaire, he returned. What are you doing in my office, Paladin? Playing solitaire. I want to know what you're doing here. First you tell me somebody's trying to kill me, then you get one of my crews all riled up, and now you beat up my foreman. Let's have it straight. What do you want? I told you this afternoon... Job. But since you've decided to wear a gun, you seem to be fully prepared to take care of yourself. I assume my services are unnecessary. Your services include nosing around and what doesn't concern you? Hey, Travis. I told you your men could have the freedom of the town as long as they didn't start any trouble. What are you talking about, Sheriff? That Chinese work gang of yours. They just broke into jail. Took your friend out with them, Paladin. Why don't you stop them? Forty-five men with crowbars and pickaxes? Where'd they go? They're heading straight for this office. You suppose they're looking for someone in particular, Travis? Sheriff, I want protection. If you think I'm going to try facing down a bunch of Chinese armed with picks, you're crazy. All right, then me and my men will stop them. Uh, most of your boys are at the saloon in town. I know that. I was with them till I heard what Paladin did to my foreman. I'll round them up. How are your men going to stop 45 rebel laborers, Travis? With shotguns, Paladin. I'll kill everyone who... No. Sheriff. What's the matter, Travis? You see a ghost out there? They're standing out in, in front. All of them. Just staring at me. Just, just staring, Paladin. You gotta help me. You say they're your friends. Maybe they'll listen to you. Go out there and talk to them. You said you wanted a job. All right, then I'm hiring you. All right. First, there's a matter of my fee. $500 in advance. 500 And in hard cash on the line now. All right. All right, I won't argue with you. The money's in the safe. I'll get it. That gun comes high, Paladin. Yes, it does, Sheriff. His hide isn't worth that much. But I'm going to use the money to help heal some scars Travis left on a friend of mine. Looking at it that way, it hardly seems enough. Here. Here you are. Five hundred in gold. Put the bag on the table, Travis. Yeah. I'm going out to talk to your friends. Hey, boy. Tell the men to go back to camp. Please stay out of the way, Mr. Paladin. You're not taking Travis. Mr. Paladin, 
Forgive me for what I say to you, but please understand. You are my true friend. We do you no harm, but you must stay out of the way. Travis killed my brother. He cheated these young men. He will be punished. Not by you. You're in the United States now, hey boy. You live by American law. American law is for whites, not Chinese. The law is for everybody. The color of your skin doesn't make you any different. While you're in this country, you'll not only obey the law, you'll get its protection, and you'll get justice. American justice will not bring back Kim Sung. Neither will another murder. Believe me, hey boy, if he's guilty, I want Travis punished as much as you do. But I promise you, I'll shoot the first man who lays a hand on him. Mr. Paladin, this man Sang will tell you who killed my brother. Him killed Kim Sung. Travis! Now wait a and minute. That's proof for you, Sheriff. It is. You tricked me, Paladin. I wouldn't go for that gun, Travis. I'd hate to cheat the hangman. Tricked me and took my money. And gave you excellent service. You hired me to protect you to save your life, and I have. You'll be perfectly safe. In jail. Mr. Paladin, I thought you may like uh, breakfast in your room this morning. Oh, wonderful. Come in. Yes, sir. Uh, it's good to have you back, hey boy. Oh, I have you to thank. Manager say you would leave hotel if I did not come back to job, so <laughs> uh, here I am. Uh, same uniform. What's the package on the tray? Oh, this uh, package for you. Oh? Yes, sir. Uh, you open it now? Oh, yes. These are my uncle, uh, Mr. Chung. Yeah. Very grateful for all you did. We use the money you give us from Travis to bring my brother back to San Francisco for a uh, proper Chinese burial. Oh, Wyatt. It's the chess set I admired at the Mandarin. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. And my thanks to your uncle, Mr. Chung. How about a game of chess? Oh, uh, uh, later perhaps, but uh, now I must go sword mail for a new desk clerk. New desk clerk? Yes, sir. Uh, someone registered a strong complaint against old one. Someone did, huh? Well, what do you know about that? Uh, oh, yes, sir. Uh, very mysterious. Uh, desk clerk go. A new one hired today. Very mysterious. It's nice to be back. Have gun. Will travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed by Norman MacDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Albert Alley and adapted for radio by Frank Michael. Featured in the cast were Edgar Barrier, Paul Dubov, Lou Krugman, and Joseph Kearns. Join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel. And that's Have Gun, Will Travel from March 1st, 1959. 
with Hey Boy's Revenge, starring John Daner. And Hey Boy on this show was played by Ben Wright. Also in the cast, Edgar Barrier, Joseph Kearns, Lou Krugman, Paul Dubois, and Virginia Gregg. Hugh Douglas did the announcing on that with uh, many participating sponsors, as heard on CBS. Let's take a break. Then it's more on Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. I'm Dan Jaffe, CEO of Cat's Bride Fresh and Light Premium Cat Litter. Cats don't have fingerprints, but they each possess something else distinguishing. I'll tell you what it is after this. Hi, I'm Katherine Heigl, film and television actress and producer and CEO of the Jason Deepis Heigl Foundation. A supporter of animal rights, our foundation is excited to announce our partnership with Cat's Pride Cat Litter. Cat's Pride has always been a major supporter of the organizations like the American Humane Association and the Anti-Cruelty Society. And today, a portion of every sale of Cat's Pride Fresh and Light Ultimate Care will be donated to support our work protecting the rights and eliminating the needless suffering of animals in shelters across the country. It's great litter and it supports a great cause. Like human fingerprints, cats have their own unique tag that distinguishes them, their noses. The nose pads of cats are uniquely ridged, meaning no two cats are the same. Log on to CatsPride.com to download coupons and be sure to join the Cats Pride Club. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly. What day is this? Oh, now let me see. This theory is our 15th wedding anniversary. And many more. As a thank you for listening to this show, we want to give you 10 of the best classic radio shows of all time absolutely free. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com to get them today. You'll receive complete episodes of Sam Spade, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Suspense, Abbott and Costello, Inner Sanctum, X-1, Gunsmoke, Our Miss Brooks, and Lights Out. Just log on to hollywood 360 radio and receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360radio.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. That'll do it for this edition of Hollywood 360, but next time we have a police drama on Under Arrest from 1948. Then... Lucille Ball, which I know you love Lucille Ball, right, Lisa? I, who doesn't? Yeah, though, I know. Right? Well, I know you really, I really, really do. do. Yep. Well, we'll hear her on her radio show called My Favorite Husband. You won't want to miss that. So join Mike, Lisa, and I on our next show. We'll see you then.